taking you on a journey for the pursuit of PPC. Welcome to PPC Rockstars. Get ready to rumble through the latest PPC news and views from around the blogosphere. Learn from our host and the PPC pros that will take you to the promised land of PPC profit. We're cashing in the clicks with the PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. Hey, PPC friends. Yes, it's another episode of PPC Rockstars. I have here in the studio a friend of mine that's not just a PPC expert, but also an expert in a, an associated category that is really crucial for PPC. So I have with me Mr. Khalid Saleh. Khalid is the co-founder and CEO of conversion rate optimization company Invesp. I'll spell it for you. It's I-N-V-E-S-P. So welcome, Khalid. Thank you. Thank you, David. Glad to be, uh, glad to be with you on, on the podcast, on the show. You're sounding great. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, I thought we'd start out with common mistakes that you see or the most common mistakes and the ones that, when fixed, provide the most bang for the buck and split that into e-commerce and B2B. So let's try it. Let's let's start with e-commerce. What do you see frequently that uh, you would consider to be a mistake? And when it's fixed, there's uh, almost certain improvement in conversion rate. Well, let me let me talk about something that I see actually common in both and really will have the most impact. Whether the website is an e-commerce website, a B two B lead gen, a SaaS website, or any of those type of websites. Perhaps there has been a lot of focus lately on conversion optimization. This is a much different story than 11 years ago when we first started working on conversion optimization. Nowadays, everybody talks about it. Everybody had tried to do A-B or multivariate testing. And the challenge that I find is that a couple of things. One is most companies jump into conversion optimization, trying to increase their conversion rates, and they're really excited about it because they heard about a case study or read a case study somewhere and they saw a website that managed to increase its conversion rates by 30, 40, even 100%. And so they, they say to themselves, you know what, we, we can do this. So they jump at it with a very short-term look at the exercise. And a few months later, they get really frustrated. And then they say, you know what, this is not working out for me. And they stop it and they move on to the next activity. And what I tell people is conversion optimization is similar to, is similar to SEO, PPC, social media, uh, similar to any other type of marketing activity. It's not a light switch you turn on and off. It requires really a real commitment and a long-term strategy. So that's, that's one thing that really impacts any type of business. Uh, the other type, which people are always like weirded about it when I say it, is that lots of websites that we see nowadays – they might look nice. I mean, companies invest sometimes tens of millions of dollars into making you know, their websites professionally, like, you know, professionally designed. However, they don't have a personality. There is nothing special about the website. If I remove the, the company's competitor's logo on it, it will all look the same. Mm. So there is no clear value proposition. There is nothing that tells me why I should be doing business with you as opposed to one of your competitors. Now, this applies to both, like I said, e-commerce and B2B uh, lead gen type websites. With an e-commerce website, if you think about it, they're extremely competitive. The same products in most of the cases are offered on other competing websites. 
And last thing you want to do is compete on price. I mean, you can do it in, in the long term, but as a long term strategy, unless you're a Walmart or one of those giants, you will lose. So you really need to figure out a really good value proposition that brings people to the website, gets them to convert on your website, actually gets them to refer their friends, colleagues, family members to the website. And that is not easy. Um, it's an exercise that I believe is extremely critical, not even on, on the web, but also for your business and any aspect of your business. That's what will make you stand out from the, from the competition. Gotcha. So good thoughts, uh, unreasonable expectations, and a site with a personality. So how about specifically for PPC, should the landing page for a product, landing page for an ad pointing to a particular product on an e-commerce site, should that landing page be sparse? In other words, uh, limiting the off-page navigation, for example, or should it just exist as a clone of the rest of the pages on the site? So uh, when, when it comes to that, I think what companies really need to think about uh, to give a good answer is about the mindset of the visitor who landed on that landing page. Now, let's say you're a B2B company and the sale that you have is a complex sales that takes maybe two, three months, maybe six months, maybe even longer to convert that visitor. What you need to think about is the visitor is not ready to convert, rarely is ready to convert. He is or she is uh, rarely in that action stage of the buying funnel. So in that case, what you want to do on your landing page is you need to provide them with enough information to meet the mental state that they have. I'm still researching. I might not even know the right solution for me. So what you need to do at this point is just capture an email from the person and slowly get them maybe on a drip marketing program. So some sort of a program to convert them at a much later stage. Mm -hmm. If you're an e-commerce website, it's, it's a different story, correct? Because mm -hmm. in that case, uh, most people who are actually searching on the web, clicking on a paid campaign, landing on a landing page, most of those visitors are actually ready to ready to uh, convert. So you want to move them to that uh, to that uh, to that and that conversion funnel. Mm -hmm. Uh, and in that case, what most of the studies are saying that uh, you want to keep the number of links to anywhere between less uh, less than five links, three to five. That's the ideal. But if you think about some companies such as Amazon, for example, I mean, they're running some huge paid campaigns or they used to now that they've cut down their paid budget to some extent. Uh, but they're landing people on their product pages, understanding that people are used to the Amazon brand mm -hmm. and how people navigate on Amazon. So you really need to figure out what works for your visitors, what mindset that they're coming at, what stage uh, in the buying funnel they're coming at, and service them uh, with the right landing page for that mindset, for that uh, buying stage. Right. Uh, related to that, I, I noticed on your website that uh, one of the functions you serve is um, checkout process optimization. So where do you come down on checkout process uh, as far as off-page navigation opportunities are concerned? In other words, should there be no off-page navigation possib possibilities or should there uh, be a handful or uh, a template of the regular site? So what, what we prefer is to limit uh, the, uh, the ways for somebody to exit the checkout 
process. Uh, we don't kill it completely, which is sort of interesting because if you had asked me the same question probably five years ago, I'd have told you the right answer is to uh, remove any source of navigation. The minute somebody gets into that checkout process, they have only one path and that is where's the uh, we've done enough testing lately where we find that no, maybe allowing the visitor to click on the logo if you place it in the upper left-hand corner, maybe a pop-up comes up and asks the user, are you looking to go back to the cart page or are you mm -hmm. go, going back to the whole full website? Which is sort of interesting because usually we don't like to use pop-ups. But in this case, we've done enough testing with at least about 17, 18 different e-commerce websites and we find that this works really well for them. Interesting. So uh, the answer is limit the number of off-page navigation and and uh, always leave the checkout page open to something that is somewhat off-page, like pop up a question or offer the opportunity, but don't move until the user verifies it. Exactly. And, and taking them back to that actual cart page, to asking them, are you looking to go back to the cart page? Or are you going back to the full website? Or are you going back to add more, more products? Which is sort of a strange question, but if you think about it, well, maybe the visitor does not need to go to the full website and thus we have a bigger opportunity to lose them, but actually asking them, maybe you just want to see the cart page. So we'll mm -hmm. take you to the cart page because we're keeping them in that checkout, uh, checkout funnel. Gotcha. Hey, speaking of checkout, we have some messages in the latest expanded audio format um, from our sponsors. So... Khaled, stay with us, and listeners, please don't go away. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjorge, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjorgeDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E-Digital.com. Are you paying too much for your paid advertising, or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money? Studies show that companies waste 25% of their PPC spend on average. The web marketing experts at WMETraining.com can show you how to make your AdWords account a lean, mean converting machine. Whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level, we have a class for you. Contact the web marketing experts at WMETraining.com. Cranberry Radio. We're everywhere. Find our shows on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and anywhere you download your podcasts. Pick out some new favorite podcasts now. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. And we are back with Khaled Saleh, the founder and CEO of Invesp, a company that does conversion rate optimization. Continuing our conversation before the break about landing pages for PPC ads, are you in favor of a checkout process for e-commerce that is a single page or should it be multiple pages? 
You know, we've tested both. I'll give you a good example from one of our oldest clients. They've been with us since 2009. So uh, there, let me kind of just set to give you some background. So they're a furniture retailer, uh, an AOV of about $2,000, an average order value. So, you know, uh, they, they came to us and they had a multi-step checkout. And the owner, one of the first things he said, you know what, I'd like to test. Uh, actually, he said, I'd like a single step checkout. So so we instead of implementing a one-step checkout, and it's already developed, everything is ready, let's go ahead and test it against your multi-step checkout. So after, you know, back and forth, back and forth, we convinced him to run an A-B test between a multi-step checkout versus a single-step checkout. He runs the test, and within two weeks, which is, you know, sometimes if you have the traffic, they have the traffic. The test concludes with a 99% confidence, so it's a hundred, almost like a 100% certainty. The multi-step checkout, which was a, the single-page checkout, mm. I think 32, 33%. So if he had just gone and implemented that single-step checkout, he would have seen a drip, a huge drip, in his conversions by about 30%. Now, I've seen the other way, by the way. I've seen it work the other way. But let's, if you go back to that furniture retailer, like I said, the average order value is about $2,000. And in their case, it takes about six weeks to deliver the order, which is unusual. Even added on top of that, if you place an order, they ship it to you. It takes six weeks and you don't like it. You cannot return the item. <laughs> you're, you're stuck with it. Wow. So imagine doing conversion optimization for, for a website like that. And when we rationalized it, we said, you know what? This sort of makes sense because it's a huge commitment that you're asking the visitors to make and you're asking them to spend, you know, $1,800, $2,000, and it's all there on one, one web page. The visitor feels a little bit of anxiety. There's some fears, uncertainties, and doubts that they have. But if you give them the chance to go through the process, give them some uh, guarantees throughout the different steps of the checkout, you actually uh, comfort that visitor and ease them into uh, into a conversion. Well, I've seen it also the other way around. So it really will depend on your website. Uh, what I what I think kind of the rule that we apply with an average order value less than $100, less than $150, a single step checkout generally beats a multi-step checkout. If it's more than $150, so you might want to test. But in any case, uh, this is a classic case for an A-B test for any type of website just to validate which works better for visitors. Sure. Hey, let's talk about uh, a topic that uh, bedevils, especially e-commerce website owners, and that is shopping cart abandonment. Why do the majority of people that put an object into their shopping cart leave before completing the purchase? So there, there's seven to ten different reasons that uh, studies have shown us why people uh, abandon their, their cart. But before I even get to those reasons, I think one of the things that we uh, as, as site owners have to think about is that most people, what they do nowadays is they use their cart pay almost a wish list. You know, I like this item. I'd like to keep it in the cart. Maybe I'll come, come back and buy it later. So that's one area. Another area that hmm. we see tremendously, you know, I mean, we see it almost consistently on all websites is shipping charges. People are not sure. They're not clear like it will be or they are too expensive. Uh, you know, product pricing sometimes also is something else. So you really want to look at different uh, assurances that you need to provide to visitors. You need to understand why are visitors leaving those items in their cart. Uh, one of the recommendations that we tell lots of e-commerce website owners is to use some sort of qualitative research. So a small pop-up that appears in the right-hand corner, lower right-hand corner, that asks people when they get, when they add an item to the cart and they're about to leave the website. Did you run into any issues that stopped you from completing your purchase? And it's a very simple yes or no. 
So mm-hmm. if they click on yes, then you ask them, you know, a second question very nicely where you say, would you be kind enough to share this on the cart page or the problems that stopped you from completing your order? Now, the high percentage of visitors who have placed an item in their cart who are willing to share that information with their with the website owner, with the e-commerce website. We've just done a study for one of our e-commerce websites. And of 2,500 people that added items to their cart within a span of three days, we said, okay, let's just ask those people with that small pop-up. Almost 800 people responded why they they, they decided to leave. So mm-hmm. we know that 35% of them really hate our shipping charges. We know that a good chunk of them are just adding items as a wish list. We know there is about 25% that really think the prices are too expensive. So now you have actionable insights that you can implement on your website to increase your conversion rates. Right. I had no idea that most people use the shopping cart as kind of a a storage place for things they may buy later. And that's uh, a good reason for uh, PPC campaign managers to use remarketing liberally. In fact, um, in a recent recent episode of this show, I had uh, Brad Geddes on, and uh, he described a situation that just never occurred to me, I'm sure doesn't occur to many people, and that is the conversion action is uh, downloading a white paper, okay. typical B2B conversion action. But the person landing on the squeeze page, the conversion page, the landing page, uh, is not required to submit their um, email emails. So two things. Number one, conversion rates are, are higher because there's there's no fear of giving away personal information. It's a very uh, low friction kind of conversion event. And number two, um, since remarketing is so much more important, such a powerful tactic, uh, just the person landing on the page and taking any action uh, qualifies them to for further remarketing down the down the line. So it's a means of building up the remarketing list that uh, doesn't require adding them to an email list. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, I think I think this is this goes back to the point we just talked about, about understanding the mindset that visitors have. So if you think about lots of these uh, PPC landing pages where download a white paper, download an ebook, uh, in the past it used to work really tremendously well. And I used to tell people, you get a conversion rate anywhere between 30 to 40%, which is not bad. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, people are really weary about their, their email address, correct? It's like, oh... I'm already added on about like, you know, a thousand different email lists right. and I don't want this. So, okay, don't give me, don't give me your email address. However, I've added a cookie to, to your, to your browser and I'll do remarketing and eventually I'm going to get that email, uh, email address. So it's building that momentum with the visitor, which does uh, amazing, uh, produces amazing results. Right. And also, um, you know, keep in mind that if it's a downloadable PDF, that's the conversion action, there are opportunities to embed links in the PDF that take the uh, the respondent into deeper pages within the website, so it's not as if you're you're kind of uh, throwing away the opportunity to convert them at a higher level. Uh, you're just delaying that tactic. Yeah, no, I, I I like that. I haven't thought about that, but that's you know. Uh, it's, a, it's a very good tactic as well because yeah, you still have other opportunities to convert that visitor. Uh, and after, if you have especially a good, a good PDF, and okay, you've demonstrated your knowledge, it will be perfect to take them later. It's like okay, well, you, you've seen the knowledge, you've learned something new. Go back right. to the, go to the website and learn something even more. Right. 
Right. And just one more further thing on this tactic, uh, especially Facebook and now uh, Google as well, um, they do a really good job of creating a similar audience. So the the uh, remarketing list that's built up, the remarketing audience, uh, can be compared to the big population that Google and Facebook knows about. And uh, a second list can be created where those the people in that second list share characteristics, behaviors, interests, etc., with the original list. Just another reason that creating remarketing lists and making them big uh, is is an important tactic. Well, let me ask you a question on this, David, Mm -hmm. and you're the the expert over here. I was actually just talking to a client uh, recently, a B2B client, and we're talking about remarketing and the similar audiences. Do you find it uh, as effective for B2B? So if a B2B uh, you know, company has an email list of 20,000, 30,000 know, uh, subscribers, do you find that both uh, Facebook and Google are successful in creating that, uh, that similar list, similar audience? Well, I'm going to tease you a little bit and ask <laughs> you to wait until after this, these special messages from our sponsors before I answer. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, seen other SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PPC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Where affiliate marketing gets its buzz and mobile has its presence. Cranberry Radio, online anytime at cranberry.fm. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. And we are back into the home stretch with Khaled Sele, our friend from Invesp. And um, Khaled just asked me uh, for my opinion on whether Google similar audience similar audiences and Facebook similar audiences uh, tend to be high quality and they are similar to the um, remarketing list that's been built up or the email list that's been uploaded. And um, my, my experience has been, yes, the, the similar audiences have been high quality. And um, I think it's, it's believable and understandable by virtue of the fact that uh, Google and Facebook know so much about each one of their users that um, they can infer interests, uh, they can infer occupations even, um, that uh, just just made up of lots of data points that 
one might not even think about uh, intuitively. So short answer is yes. Good. Good. Yes. Excellent. 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 Well, that's always good to know. Hey, Khaled, uh, we've got uh, just a few minutes left. Um, any last words about conversion rate optimization, especially pertaining to PPC? Uh, what I uh, what I would say is uh, when it comes to conversion optimization, when it comes to PPC, there are uh, several factors that somebody has to keep in mind. Uh, three main factors, perhaps, that will have the most impact on creating PPC campaigns that will have higher conversion rates. One is trust and confidence. So mm-hmm. you need to be able to build the trust of any of your uh, of any person who's clicking on your paid ads. Um, most people don't know the company, don't know your business, don't know your value proposition. They don't have confidence in the business. They're, you know, they're presented with many, many options to click on. So you need, you need to be able to build that trust, social proof, uh, any membership in organizations that you have, clients that you've done work for, uh, customers that you've worked with, the number of customers that you've had in the past, all that's really helped. So that's, that's one, trust and confidence. Gotcha. Um, kind of on the opposite end is what we call FUDs fears, uncertainties, and doubts. And we all have them. Whenever we land on a website, on a landing page, paid landing page, regular website, we're thinking to ourselves, is this website credible? Uh, do I, can I even give them my information? Can I trust them? So what you need to do is really put yourself in your visitor's shoes and, and imagine, okay, what are the, the, the top 10 concerns, top 10 FUDs? that a visitor will have when they land on my landing page or on my website and address those, address them directly on the landing page or address them by telling the visitor, you know what, we understand that you have those, we have uh, those FUDs, we'll address them later. Uh, Maybe sometimes adding the assurances that the visitor needs to see will minimize the FUDs. The third one, which is an extremely powerful strategy, uh, is incentives, incentivizing visitors to act and act right away. You know, we are bombarded with thousands and thousands of, of advertising messages every day on the web, online, regular, like, you know, just day to day when we're walking around. So what you need to do is incentivize those visitors. And there are three ways to do that. Uh, one is pricing. If you can play with pricing, it can really produce nice results. But I don't like pricing, by the way, because, again, I don't like competing on price. Uh, the other thing is urgency. Uh, you know, having limited time offers adds that factor of urgency for people to act right away. And finally, scarcity. You know, we only have three items left. We're only accepting two more clients, you know, things of that nature. You know, so the offer that we have is scarce. You're not going to find it if you come back tomorrow. I need you to act right now. So incentives work really well. And the fourth factor is engagement. How do you engage the visitor where you move beyond, well, I've converted them now into having a long-term relationship. So it's about customer retention, about bringing them back, making feel, making them feel that they are part of your family, your company's family. Good. Very concise. Good, good advice. Appreciate mm-hmm. it. Hey, um, we are right at the end, and I want to know, and I want our listeners to know where they can see you uh, speak over the next couple of months. So I'm going to be speaking at uh, several uh, several conferences. Uh, we're going to be at Content Marketing World. We're doing a Content 101 workshop myself and, and my partner. Uh, then after that, I'm going to be speaking at SMX uh, East. I'm going to be talking about conversion okay. optimization beyond the tactics. And then PopCon Las Vegas. Uh, I'm going to actually I'm the chair for the conversion optimization uh, track. Oh, great. Uh, 
let me add a couple of other things. So we sure. have new software that we're going to be releasing. Uh, it's going to go into private beta uh, over the next, actually next week. Uh, it's called FigPi, F-I-G-P-I-I, FigPi. It's an all-in-one growth hacking conversion optimization platform, whatever you might think of in terms of A-B testing, multivariate testing, pop-ups, qualitative research, website surveys, heat maps, videos, all in one platform with a single script. Anybody will be able to launch any of these uh, on their website. So if somebody is interested, they can uh, check out the website figpi.com. And I'm also available on Twitter, uh, Khalid H. That's my, my username. Gotcha. So your main site is Invisp. That's I N V as in Victor, E S P as in Paul. Yep. And then what was the other site for the tool? Uh, fig pie. So fig like the plant, or is it a plant or a fruit? Fruit. <laughs> fig okay. pie. Uh, F I G P I I dot com. Okay. Good. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Excellent. Awesome. Thanks for coming on today, Khaled. I really appreciate it. Good knowledge share and. Say hello to Ayat for me. Will do, will do. Thank you for having me, sir. Anytime. And listeners, you know the drill. I appreciate your being with us for PPC Rockstars. The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited 